Hello everybody and welcome to episode 10 of the technical area with me your host Gaffer Graymo once again we're reliving it in this strange FM20 world right now where there's a lot just seems to be you know slightly just a little bit out of balance you know in fairness to SI they've been absolutely fantastic this week and as frustrating as it may be that our game isn't ready for us just yet you know, I think we can all kind of say like the the interaction support and everything with SI has been absolutely fantastic. They've been really on the ball in terms of trying to get everything fixed. And I know there's been a couple of mess ups. Some people have seen some drastic differences in games from from hot fixes and everything like that. But you know, fingers crossed that by the time you hear my voice again on this podcast next week, we'll all be playing sailing. We'll all be loving life. And living in this fantastic FM20 bubble. Now, fortunately, for me, you know, my uh, FM20 zip hasn't really got up and running just yet. You know, Tuesday had all the excitement, everything was great. Couldn't wait to get my teeth sunk into it because obviously Monday night I got tired up with, with Ireland watching them, so, you know, couldn't get into it till Tuesday. Spent the L7 hours on a Tuesday doing the, the uh, FM20 admin work. I played one in game day and I've drawn nil all of my reserves. But you know yourself, it's like getting everything set up. So just the seven hours spent on FM this week for me because to say the last since you say Wednesday and today have been nothing short of manic and hectic would be an understatement. So hopefully get a little bit of time in now over the weekend to really enjoy enjoy the game. But uh, one of the first things I did as well, Velez, is I don't know if you've been seeing on the you know, on the blogs, you know, really on up for distinctive style. So all kind of major U prospects age eighteen plus have been promoted to the to the senior squad. They're there for the, the whole of the preseason. They'll be there to part of a whole squad assessment where, you know, all of these players, whether forty, fifty and whatever it is, they all have a chance of com- coming in and taking up one of the twenty three squad places. That I'm kind of really I really just want to focus on the twenty three man squad this year. With the majority of that being made up of youth talents, that if I can get definitely between 16 and 17, even 18, guaranteed for us in players that haven't, the rest of the 23 made up of underage prospects is exactly what I want. Uh, like, obviously, there are some standout players, Thiago Almada, who were kind of appearing a bit more and more on the news, especially with January approaching, and Man City lingering. Lucas Robertoni, who coincidentally in game was wanted by Manchester City, so I'm expecting to see a bid. For him in the full fat version of FM20, like I got from in the beta, and then of course I have Maxi Romero back at the club on loan, so it's nice to be reunited with him. And it's nice to hopefully be able to get him banging in the goals because his, his move to Europe hasn't exactly worked out with PSV. So maybe I can send him back with a bit of a with a bit of a confidence boost if and when I eventually get my save up and running. But look. You know, you're not really here to listen to me talk about my, my save. You see that on Twitter, you see that on Slack, and you see it in the blog post. You're here for me talking about the training regimes, which of course is this week's main topic. So 12 months ago, we began a new era of FM. And it was the era where training evolved and it became something incredibly realistic, incredibly lifelike, and something that we, as uh, FMers, became incredibly excited about. You know, there's plenty of 
eggplant or aubergine emojis being shared and screenshots of new training uh, module was were, were being leaked and released last year and teased in FM19 and I think you know it's fair to say that initial enthusiasm kind of quickly waned as the assistant managers to do list just added another duty to it that just became that one extra duty a bit longer for those who immerse themselves in the process uh, it was rewarding painstaking of course but it was a rewarding option as research went in theories and schedules were experimented with and you know people saw great benefits coming in to certain aspects of the game and you know it was a great opportunity for us as managers where we could shape our side's progress address weaknesses through a planned dedicated specific training approach that you know we'd previously been lacking before in fm i remember having different kind of schedules set up in the old football manager days where it was the sliders and training that you'd slide for the intensity so defenders you'd always have high defending and you know kind of little aspects like that so you know it's it's good to see that we kind of, we've been able to make the progress back in now and have these fantastic modules set up and you know it was great to see some fmers experiment experimenting with the, this radical new approach that's really been adopted in football and the one that's been championed by many and that's called tactical periodization and it's for me in fm20 that's the approach i'm going to take you know i experimented with a couple of different things last year in terms of um you know an intense start to a week on a monday and then gradually reducing say to, to the weekend game if there was one a week that was how i approached things where this year i'm going to go for a more you know educated more theoretical approach with tactical periodization so rolling up my sleeves i'm going to be getting stuck in taking total control of things and hopefully i'll see results like many of the great portuguese coaches who've taken this approach have found so whether it was Mourinho, vs boas who adopted it to great success at Porto. Now we've seen growing fans spreading across Europe, such as Pep Guardiola and Liverpool assistant manager Pep Linders. They all champion this approach, they all believe in it. FM Sam had a fantastic piece on it there last season, um, talking about how he was adopting it for FM uh, 19. And if you have read the European game, the Porto chapter in the book, does talk about it there again another you know hat tip to fm somewhere there because of course we all know it's his favorite uh, bedtime bedtime read but regardless of you know the whole train it is quite complex it's quite difficult and you know i just really want to get into what tactical periodization is i'm going to champion it i've done my research and i it's something that if you want to try for one season because that's what i spent a lot of time on tuesday doing I actually have set up my whole training program, training regime for the season. I've laid it out. Of course, different things might change. There might be some elements so that don't exactly work out. Fixtures may change. Midweek games come in. It all gets changed up. But nonetheless, I have the uh, I have the plan done. The plan is not set in stone. The plan is flexible, and like that, it's a case of you know I have it in place now. I have a vision of how it's going to work. And that's really what I want to try and get across to you. Is if you can have a training vision for your club this year, it can really bring out that new distinct style that and it really kind of holistically develop your squad in a way tactical periodization is being uh, is being described and theorized as being totally capable of doing. So 
So what tactical periodization is, it's a training program in respect to the tactical context of the match. So in terms of the training programs are set up to focus on specific aspects and elements of the game. And it focuses on four main principles. Defensive organisation, transition from defence to attack, offensive organisation, and transition from attack to defence. And, you know, as keen observers of uh, football, as kind of students of the game, especially in an FM sense, we're all aware of these different elements of the games we play. Having a team set up defensively, having a team set up in an attacking sense, and then of course that element of transitions. How is your team going to uh, move from a defensive phase into an attacking phase? Or are they going to counter attack? Are you going to slowly build up play? And and then the transition, of course, from attack to defence. When the ball is lost by your team, how will your team react and cope and deal with the fact that you're now out of possession? So focusing on these areas of transitioning from defensive organization to attacking organization that's you know th these transitions are really what i want to focus on this year because of course i spoke about how i want my system in uh, fm20 this tango football i want to play i want it to be fluid i want it to be passionate i want it to be direct aggressive i want it to have all these elements so these transitions for me are going to be very very important with tactical periodization however there is a lot of focus on the opponent which and training, you know, is can often each week be tailored to focusing on specific aspects and elements tailored to the opponent that you're going to face. So what you really want to be doing in the sessions is, you know, it's understanding where is the opponent weak, where can we focus our strengths on. So it's a case for our opponent is weak on the wings. So you know, our attacking uh, training sessions we can only focus on the wings, direct balls, so whatever it is. Use those scout reports and analyst reports to really understand and then use these to adapt and tweak your training as the week goes on. Every training session under tactical periodization has a greater intensity than a match scenario. So it's a case when you're looking at the intensity bar down the bottom. It's not to say you want to really, really overwork your players and I do have a daily breakdown now in a moment. But it's a case if you want these sessions, you want to plan these sessions in such a way that your players are training in an intense manner. Every day, the focus is on a specific parameter of the game. So like that, what is your attacking element? What's your attacking organization going to be for this week's game? What is your defensive? How are you going to transition? And then of course, you can focus on the, the smaller uh, sub-principles like set pieces, goalkeeping, um, you know, the technical ball retention, uh, you know, tech box, chance conversion, you know, these elements can then come in as smaller sub-principles. Chance creation, if your team is struggling to create chances, you're going to be coming up against a team with a low block. You know, you want to be kind of really, you know, aware of just what sessions will work for you in this week ahead to address the game that you have that is upcoming. And of course, if you do have multiple games in a week, this can often be quite challenging. So you have to be quite, you know, pragmatic in your approach and understanding that you're not going to have as many sessions so what are the key elements i need to focus on what's great about tactical periodization though is that fitness is an integrated element of the session and not a standalone so you're nearly going to be ignoring that physical tab you're nearly going to be ignored because you want the intensity to be brought in through the elements that you have uh, in your other sessions and using the ball I remember John Terry talked with Josie Marine when he first came to Chelsea saying in a pre-season session he'd never use the ball as much. 
And it's possibly a case to see that they were possibly fitter players as well. They're possibly better prepared. And, you know, in that fourth season, Chelsea go on to win the league with Jose Mourinho. So was it a case of that foundation that was put down in pre-season where they used the ball, built their fitness up through using the ball, that that shone through? We'll have to, you know, it's certainly worth questioning or considering. So with fitness and integrated element, the isolated physical sessions are rejected. Now, of course, you could put on that extra session of the gym work, the resistance sessions. You could put that on. Uh, of course, recovery is very, very important. So that could be the one physical tap that you use, the one physical element, other than resistance training, which is that gym training. Because, of course, that has become you know a, a vital part of all clubs' you know, a training schedule. So scheduling that in on a regular basis certainly could have a, you know, it could be just that one standalone session because, of course, the fitness like endurance and quickness can't be built up in a way that they can be built up through other, you know, more uh, technical uh, base sessions. So what, what you want then is you want a fitness coach who has responsibilities in other sessions. So you don't want, a de- so not having a dedicated fitness coach, but having somewhat high fitness ratings who maybe is quite good in other areas could be uh could be your way through to succeeding in terms of addressing the fitness element as well as the um, as the technical element as we do see in the when you are assigning a session what the uh, you know the intensity is we do see what the, the physical elements the physical attributes can be addressed there in the session and the, I think the you know the name that should be thought of in this area is Rui Faria Rui Faria at Chelsea under Jose Mourinho was more than as the fitness coach he didn't do isolated fitness sessions his sessions focused on the technical development of players' games with a physical element underlying underneath. So building up quickness, building up intensity, building up endurance through very, very planned and precise sessions. And what these sessions do is they focus on creating the team's game model as in a set of principles that will define the club. So as your, if your club is strong in terms of defensive organisation, you know, you're going to be, that could be something that your team's training has a continued team up through the year. If you want your team to be quite quick and direct and or whatever it is in the transition. So if you want to be a counter-attacking team focusing on the transitions and defensive elements could be could be ideal there. You know, so what you want to do is you want to find a set of principles. What are the sessions that really I want my team to be? And maybe worth taking five minutes at the start of your next FM session. Just get a notebook, a bit of paper, whatever it is, scrap bit of paper. Go through all of the little training tabs there and just pick out what are the key sessions that are, that are what sessions here match up to the style of football I want to play I want my wingers to be good attack the wings I want to play Gagan pressing so we're going to go direct or direct counter attacking I want to play tiki taka so we're going to focus on you know ball retention these are uh, these are the questions you need to ask yourself because if you ask yourself these questions and can answer them I think you'll see your success in FM growing as your team takes better shape throughout the season and throughout the seasons you are in charge. And then in planning these technical, uh, this tactical periodization sessions, your weekly model would look like this. So day one is a rest day, that's say you're following a match. Day two is a recovery session where you train the basic sub-principles of your next game. So like it's not the the main focuses, it's the smaller elements of this. Uh, day three would be, day, would be again, con- continuing with this kind of sub-principles approach, so not the main philosophy, it's not the main 
principles why your team plays, but these kind of slightly lesser ones, and then even the smaller ones again. So that smaller ones again could be a set piece thing, could be the goalkeeping element, and this would be done into a moderate intensity. So we started with that low intensity first day with uh, sub principles. Now adding in kind of a, a sub principles and sub sub principle session, we've got a moderate uh, intensity there. Day three is where the magic happens. So you're training the main principles of your side, the sub principles, and that's done into a high intensity. It's high complexity sessions, high intensity. And then with days four and five, it's again going back to the sub principles, sub sub principles that you kind of had on day two. But again, obviously focusing on other elements again. So it's a case of you know ch chance conversion, chance creation, set pieces, goalkeeping sessions. This is where these can all be tied in. Because that day three focused on your attacking organization, defensive organization, or whatever elements it is that your side is built on. And then the final day seven then is match day. And then the cycle goes all over again. And that's the way I'm going to be planning it. If that was a lot of information to take down next week, there'll be a blog post coming out where I'm going to talk about and show some examples of how I've planned this. So don't worry. And again, I know it's a, it's a week long wait. So we've I do appreciate your patience there, but it's just a case of this week and next week that the two podcasts are going to tie in nicely into one blog post. So I do appreciate your patience, and if you do have any questions, feel free to get in touch. All the social links are down below. What I'm trying to get across here now is that the real emphasis of training is the development of your players individually, which grows the strength of the collective team. The enhances the development of the collective youth players should always feature in your sessions if you can promote youth players and have them training with the first team as we can now through the units tab especially when you're looking at players aged 18 and plus this will help them and their development grow of course though of course as we do know game time then is vitally important once they do reach that 18 plus 18 plus age in the netherlands these you know youth players are, are taught that they focus on what's called the 10,000 touch approach daily so it's a case of these players have to touch the ball 10,000 times a day to ensure that you know they can master the ball. And these sessions kind of focus on the same team. So when they go to a training session, the same team might be all the way through. So it could be a case of uh, dribbling. And it's a case of the dribbling session will then grow in intensity and complexity from one from the first initial activity all the way through. And what this does, this allows them to develop a more distinctive style of play through the club. We look at the players who come out of Ajax, Feyenoord, uh, PSV, Sparta, Rotterdam. You know, these players are an exceptional standard. And as we see with Ajax, there's the total football style, which has influenced Barcelona's tiki-taki style and Spain's tiki-taki style subsequently. So what we've seen is the growth of, you know, a style all the way through a club. And that started with the youth players. So again, for you, maybe it is worth a look if you're not one of the people who does look at you training to see, maybe I need to roll up my sleeves and get a bit more involved here than I have before. I'll hold my hand up and say, that is me as well. You know, because when you have this philosophy running through the club, your club has this identity. Louis van Gaal once said, the philosophy is the process. It's not the product, but the process. It's the thread of DNA that runs through your club. And if you can have young players who 10,000 touches a day, now obviously we can't get to that detail in FM, but if we can have our young players you know, training to a good 
quality high intensity who have developed the ability to master the ball quite young then they have the potential to go and master the game and that's really once you can control the ball you can control the game and fm20 does give us this opportunity it has given us the opportunity to grow here just three new uh, session options attacking overlap defend from the front and play from the back all of which tie in really really well with some of the predetermined philosophies that we have in fm from the attacking overlap could be a wing play idea uh, defending from the front uh gag and pressing playing from the back a tiki taka type of thing there control possession so whichever it is your approach you've got sessions there and fm and si have come together and even given you more options to help you develop this style there's new bespoke goalkeeping individual focuses so again going back to the goalkeepers although they can be often neglected in fm we can now develop new uh have new individual focuses for them to work on and then the, the outfield uh, individual focuses have also been reworked with headers and crossing now getting their own um, individual options there so the, the opportunities potentially is endless for us and i know my training regime here is only focused on the collective but it's a case of if we can work build this collective unity this philosophy through our sides we really do give ourselves the best opportunity of you know, succeeding on the pitch because the hard work has been done off the pitch. Now, often we can be quite, you know, trying to streamline our game and we can delegate training. And again, tying in now to the polls and the community aspect of things, total control of training, 25% of voters said that's what they're going to be doing this year. That's going to be me. I'm going to hold my hand up. Yeah, it's going to be me this year. 24% are only going to focus on team only, not individual. Slide, go to the, uh, go to the staff. Individual only, 31%. So we've got 31% of people who are not going to focus on the team, but focus on the individuals, which is an interesting approach. Well, 19% are just going to hand it all off. Fair enough. Just make sure you do get the best coaches in, as we spoke about last week with Chris Wilder, and in the weeks beforehand as well. Black CFM did add, no doubt, some old hands will find it simplistic. But of course, our resource might encourage the managers to take control. Link to that will be found down below, because Black CFM has put out an interesting blog post there. Second element I asked, second question I had, uh, do you find mentoring units to be more effective than the tutoring? Because this development did come in with the new training approach, and 54% find no difference there. Well, 46% actually find to be less effective. And like, to be fair, I can understand that. But it was a case of, I think, SI said that the tutoring options that were there in FM18 and earlier um, were kind of unrealistic in terms of some of the uh, developmental aspects. Developmental aspects of some of the younger players there so, you know, at least with the mentoring units, they feel it's more realistic in terms of a gradual growth there. So that's fair enough. I don't mind I'm giving something up in terms of the, the realism. Um, 53% say, like, would say, I just have to ask the assistants training has helped prepare your team better than the old modules. Well, 45%, 47, sorry, percent have found that they can prepare the team better with these new modules than with the old modules. And then finally, what could be improved about training because that's really really important here 30 percent find that better training modules will be the way to go i can see how there's plenty of potential for growth there 30 percent find clearer descriptions because of course the elements we have here are quite wordy and then 40 percent for longer term schedules because we do have these predetermined schedules we can just 
click program in zero no matches one match two match but i do i do feel like yeah i would agree that if we can have a longer term schedule of a month two months three months maybe of a focus on gay compressing or whatever that we you know this would certainly give us a better opportunity to grow as a, as a club but in terms of training all i just want to finish off by saying here is take the time now have a look at the start of the game i know some people might be a season and they start in the bait might be two some people might only be starting just take a bit of time look at your training and think how could it be done better and not only how could it be done better how could it tie in to my style of play better what sessions are there that will work better for me you know, just going to finish up. The community is absolutely lit at the minute for content. And to be honest with you, only for the fact that um, I'm just finding a little bit of spare time here and there, five minutes here, ten minutes there, that I've been able to actually get through a lot more content. That I'm, I'm just really, really enjoying it. And some of the pieces, not, no, not all of the pieces, but some of the pieces I've read this week that I've really enjoyed will all be linked down below. So from Black Sea FM's Guide to Training, I've mentioned already. Uh, Tommy's boy on FM. Latest season kind of season update there. FM Zolo and the uh, Toulouse save. Uh, Ricky Black Season 5 managing Rangers. I think you're probably hearing Irishman saying that, but you know, yeah, the, the post is well written. You can see Ricky's thought element process all the way through, so that's it's well worth reading. Great enjoyment there of that there. Uh, from 11 1 going to Serbia, which is interesting because I've never gone there. So it's interesting to see how things can unfold there. And of course, Jim G over on YouTube, believe it or not, I actually did get around to watching some YouTube. Atletico Madrid, I've been flirting with managing them for a while. Jim has gone and taken the plunge, so I can't wait to see how Jim gets on there. And, you know, link again down below if you do want to catch up to all these. For to, to these content creators on Twitter, you'll get their socials there. And then the posts the, the and the video that I referred to there. They're all linked below, so go read them, watch them if you haven't already. But look, guys, that's going to take the end of this podcast to the end. Thank you to all the community members for their input. Uh, the pod is available, obviously, on all good podcast players because you're listening to there, but if yours allows you to review and rate, please do. Uh, next week, episode 11 is the end. Well, the pre-planned end. Episode 12 may not follow or may follow a little bit later on the road, down the road. I don't know yet. So the time is taken on whether the yeah, technical area continues into FM20. We, we'll just have to wait and see how things go. But if you have been enjoying it, please feel free to like, review, share. And then if there's any feedback you have, don't be afraid to get in touch through the DMs. The DMs are open for both me and the podcast, if whichever works best for you. So to get in touch with those, the socials are all down below, whether it's Twitter and Slack. Come along, say hello. To all new listeners and all new members of the channels, welcome. I hope you're can't wait to, you know, have you following along in the journeys and I hope you're able to get involved and share your thoughts because they're always welcome with me and my save and then on this podcast as well. The next uh, FM Technical Area post from me, GG, will drop next week. That'll be an integrated approach based on episode 10, which has been training regimes, and episode 11, which is going to focus on youth development and development centre. Uh, the FM Technical Area is also prepared to host any potential content creators. So if you want to start your content creation career with us, feel free to get in touch and we can see what we can make happen. You will hear from me next week with head of the potentially final episode 11, with polls dropping through the week. And of course, there is a little bit of chat that sometimes goes below these uh, polls, so feel free to get in touch, add 
comments and get your voice heard on the podcast. But until then, I'm DJ. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the FME. And I'll talk to you next week. So long. Thank you.